There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Anyway, as part of this boarding process, they say we would like to pre-board. <laughs> what exactly is that? What does it mean to pre-board? To get on before you get on? That's another complaint of mine. Too much use of this prefix pre. It's all over the language now. Pre this, pre that. Place the turkey in a preheated oven. It's ridiculous. There are only two states an oven can possibly exist in, heated or unheated. Preheated is a meaningless term. It's like pre-recorded. This program was pre-recorded. Well, of course it was pre-recorded. When else are you going to record it? Afterwards? That's the whole principle of recording, to do it beforehand. Otherwise, it doesn't really work, does it? George Carlin, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102, 733. Uh, We got the top post-pandemic bucket list travel destinations. And what are you secretly judging people for? It is Monday, the 14th of June, 2021. We're Jeff Jen, and here's your news that didn't make the news that we think probably should have. It was news to us. Not many people are great at world geography, but you would think most of us would do okay with major landmarks, especially major landmarks in our own backyard. (laughs) I don't know about this. A new survey asked people where different landmarks are, like the Grand Canyon. So I got this it's wrong. It's out in the west somewhere, right? So I had I actually <laughs> lost a bet on this one time. I don't you know lost if you guys, a bet. yeah, because I thought the Grand Canyon was in Colorado. Oh, okay. I guess I could see why you would think that. Yeah, I, but it's not. It's in Arizona, right? Correct. Yeah, because there was a friend of mine. He was a very avid worker-outer, and he was trying to go from one part of the Grand Canyon to the other. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to hike, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, oh, are you going, like, oh, are you flying into Denver or whatever? And he's like, no. And I'm like, what do you mean, no? How are you going to get to the Grand Canyon? And he goes, where do you think the Grand Canyon is? <laughs> he's like, wait, I want to. It's I'm going to spend somewhere. a little time on this. <laughs> and I'm like, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, actually, Colorado is the most common wrong answer. 19% <laughs> of Americans thought it was in Colorado. Well, there are all those beautiful mountains there. Why wouldn't they have a hole, too? Right? 
Uh, here's another one. Niagara Falls. You'd be surprised how many people have no idea where Niagara Falls is. Only 32% of people knew where Niagara Falls is. Is it in I, New York? It is in New okay. York. I didn't Canada. realize how close we are to it, actually, until I got tickets to see the new kids in Buffalo. Yeah. And then we're like, hey, Niagara Falls is right there. Let's go. And it was super cool. Yeah, we passed through it on our way to the lake house. So I, I've always been aware. And I remember when I was little, our, my mother and stepfather took us to Niagara Falls. And we actually took a helicopter ride, which was really cool, over the falls. But oh, nice. That was back before you needed a passport. You could just use your driver's license to get in and out of Canada. Mm. Not anymore. Where do people think it is? Like, if they don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, 22% thought it was in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but That's it is awful. prettier if you if you look at it from the Canadian side. It's much more. I've heard that spectacular. Now, what about if you just take the boat into the middle of it? Oh, that's cool too. That yeah. we did that. I mean, oh, is that as good sure. as seeing it from the Canadian side? Uh, I would do it all if you're there. Let's do it all. Let's see it from all perspectives if you can. <laughs> Especially the views. If you get a hotel, you know, they got a bunch of hotels lined up on the Canadian mm-hmm. side that have breathtaking views. And yeah. they're pretty affordable, most of them. And speaking of destinations, that is on the short list of bucket list post-pandemic wish list destinations. 59% of people say they plan to jump back into travel with some kind of bucket list vacation they would not have considered before the pandemic. And some of the specific landmarks people are searching for include the Grand Canyon, the Eiffel Tower, Niagara Falls, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I know where that one is, New York. Yep. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, the- I will tell you the security to get to the Statue of Liberty was crazy. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, yeah? Once, oh yeah, like you almost just have to disrobe and walk through. Like mm. everything has to come off. Mm. Uh, a buddy of mine had a, uh, he had a small wedding. But he had a reception on a boat. He rented a boat. And so we basically circled around New York Harbor. So, like, we'd go up the Hudson, turn around, wrap around the Statue of Liberty, and then go up the East River. And then we'd go under the bridges, the big, beautiful fame, Brooklyn Bridge, Mm -hmm. and and then swing back around. And as it got dark, we went around the Statue of Liberty, and he had Frank Sinatra's New York, New York crank. And it was one of those unforgettable experiences. Yeah, and the weather was just perfect. Uh, what else? The Coliseum in Rome. Yep. And the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see the Eiffel Tower in person. Yes, it's huge. I've flown in and out of Paris, but. You should go. I haven't hung out there. Yeah. I would like to see the Eiffel Tower other than from an airplane. I have, uh, some family members that are in Vegas right now and it was 104. 
over the weekend. So oh, maybe, yeah. So maybe it's if you're going to be go. worse than that. When I had, I talked to a friend of mine on Friday, it was 117 on Friday. Oh. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, is this how it is? She's like, yeah. It's just kind of how Hot. they. Yeah. Uh, in general, Rome was number one on people's wish lists for international travel, followed by Paris, and then London, Venice, Italy, and Sydney, Australia. Honolulu was the number one destination in the U.S. Uh, Ingrid just got back from Maui. She said it was breathtaking. And the thing that surprised her about it, that was her first time in Hawaii, and she studied marine biology, and so she's more likely to pick up on these things, but it was just the amount of microclimates in Hawaii, especially on Maui. She said, I knew it would be beautiful with palm trees and beaches and breathtaking landscapes, but I didn't expect it to be so diverse in terms of not just its biology but the microclimates where you would you could literally like turn around a corner and the temperature would be drastically different or mm-hmm. you'd go up a hill and all of a sudden there are hardwood and eucalyptus trees that wouldn't be able to survive just down the street it's crazy mm-hmm. all it's the microclimates. so beautiful yeah. there put that uh, on your bucket list i should put it on my bucket mm-hmm. list hawaii followed by new york city here in the u.s las vegas los angeles and miami it is 739 Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. We're going to take a quick break here. Coming up, Jeff and Jen's Wheel of Meat. This is a chance <laughs> for you to win a $250 Kroger gift card because, you know, we got Father's Day Sunday. Yeah. And, what dad uh, doesn't like a good piece of meat? Exactly right. What's a perfect gift, really? This is a great way to show dad some love this Father's Day, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. With big savings, great grilling recipes, and delicious drinks from Kroger, the Wheel of Meat is next. One of the biggest trade-offs of parenthood, at least in the first few years, is sleep. And if you have young kids, there's a very good chance you haven't had a good night of sleep since. <laughs> yes. Like since before they were born since. That's oh, yeah. true. Agreed. So they asked parents with kids aged 18 and under... And they found that 46% of those parents say their kids are the main reason they struggle to sleep. (laughs) Jacob's 19 and I'm still having these moments. Still having these moments. Because he stays up later than me, but that doesn't stop him from bursting into my room and turning on the light and asking me questions. (laughs) I think I have like, I don't know, because I still feel like sometimes, because we still have a monitor in our kid's room. Mm -hmm. um, And sometimes I feel like I can hear her yelling and I'll wake up and she's not. Like, yeah. it's weird. No. Like, subconsciously, I have this you thing. You wake yourself up. Yes. Yeah, 39% say if their kids are not sleeping, then they can't get any real meaningful shut-eye mm-hmm. either. The survey also looked into the things the kids do to invade their parents' precious sleep time, and the top responses were getting into their parents' bed at night mm. and using devices with screens. Like playing video games, being on tablets, watching TV. Yeah. I don't know if you're you guys... supposed to shut that down at least an hour before you go to bed. Oh, yeah, we don't do not that. Not look yeah. at screens. I don't know if you guys knew this about me or not, but I would sneak into my parents' bed until I was probably around 11. Like you I, were, You were a needy kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had it down to a science. Like I could sneak in and lay on the side of the bed and I'd make just enough like movement where my mom would roll over and then I would go and I would get right in there. Slide right yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Did you ever try to g- enter their bed and there was activity? 
occurring? No, 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 no. It was always in the middle of the night when they were asleep. Okay. Yeah. But no, I didn't ever do that. But it was legit. Like, I would do it all until I was, like, 11. And that was a big rule that I had with Scott is that no Penelope in our bed. Even if she's sick, we go to a different bedroom, a different location. Buddy of mine was saying that he made that mistake with their first child, and they couldn't get her out of their bed until she was, like, 10 years old. and that's why. After that, there was, like, that's it. Never again. No more. The advice he gives his friends is the same. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstance, let them sleep in your bed. Correct. And Once you do, that that monster is already And I have told Scott that because even Scott was like, you know, when she has a bad dream, it's going to be this sweet little girl like, daddy i had a bad dream and he's like and she can lay with us i'm like no she can't trust me as someone that stayed in their parents bed i remember doing it now he said look he said if you want to go in their room that's fine totally but he said the minute you let him in your bed it's over it's over (laughs) i have slept on the floor next to penelope's toddler bed and or crib yeah just because i was like no kids in the bed uh crazy other kids other things kids do to keep their parents up include playing with toys, reading books, crying, hanging out late with friends, and homework. Hmm. Survey also touched on the ramifications of losing sleep. One parent said they've been so sleep deprived that they fell asleep while getting a haircut. That's happened to me. <laughs> and I don't even have kids. It's easy to do. It's very soothing. Yeah. I mean, I was a the shampoo, mess the scalp massage for years when Jacob. I mean, it was like several years that he only slept from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. and that was it. And I had to be there, you know, until he fell asleep. And then when he woke up, I had to. Yeah, so I would be functioning on three hours of sleep a night for years. Mm. It was awful. Yeah, it just messes up with your entire ability to function. Right. Yeah, another parent said they were such a zombie that they put dirty dishes into the washing machine instead of the dishwasher. Wow. That can happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sleep, man. I'll tell you what. Terrible. Mm. Hard. It is hard. And you never recover. Like, you know, you're like, I'll catch up on the weekend. You don't. There's no such thing. There is no such thing as catching up on sleep when you're a parent. Mm. (laughs) Even when you're away from them. True story. You know, it's interesting. On another subject, everyone felt really proud of their cooking skills after about six days in lockdown. But how well would you do without the Internet to help you out? Someone asked 10,000 Americans how many meals they could make without looking at a recipe. And for a quarter of us, it's less than four. But how complicated does the recipe have to be? Yeah, I mean, could you make... Could you make, Jen, baked chicken, rice, and a vegetable? No. N- yes, you could. No, I couldn't. I would have no idea. What would trip you up? What would be All the hard of it. part? What do I do? Do I boil the rice? How long do I, what do I do to prepare the chicken? Does it go in, the, am I putting it in the oven or the microwave? Hey. At what temperature for how long? Oh, baked chicken? Well, then it goes in the oven, but okay, but what do you set it on and how long do you leave it in there? And what do you do to prepare the chicken? See, this is stuff you could easily find on the internet. I know, but you're sitting here and asking me, like, could I make that? And I'm and telling without a recipe, no. and the answer is no. Right, so you're in that you're in that category. Yeah. So if the people had to make dinner for a week, they would have to double up on three of those meals. Mm-hmm. A third said they could make between four and ten different meals without a recipe. 
Uh, 39% said more than that. And 6% of adults claim they couldn't make anything without a little help. That's about one out of 17 people. But, hey, you know what? We learned a lot during COVID. Yeah. Learned how to, a lot of us learned how to make our way around the kitchen. <laughs> Not Maybe that. we didn't before. <laughs> can you make spaghetti? Um, yeah, I can See, make spaghetti. there's your go-to meal. There you go. Hmm. You can heat up sauce, right? I know. I just wouldn't be able to prego or ragu. I just don't know. <laughs> I like the Rouse brand. Have you had that one? Rouse is good. It's Kristen really gets that. I also like Classico. It's oh, yeah, that one's good. Tomato and basil. Basil, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Paul Newman have some spaghetti? Yes. He does. Yeah, they're very good. There's quite the variety there. Yeah, it's out the there. There are yeah. options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you might have seen this over the weekend. i got to get a second date update here in a minute. But a 56-year-old lobster diver in Massachusetts named <sighs> Michael Packard I saw this on this the so news. Uh, this true. guy got eaten by a whale and lived to tell about it. This is a crazy story, but evidently he was scuba diving 45 feet down when everything went dark and he realized he was in a whale's mouth. Mm-mm. 30 seconds later, it brought him up to the surface and spit him out. Mm-mm. You think it really happened? Yeah, I don't know. That's what he says happened. And a friend backed up the story. He saw him get spit out. Yeah, one doctor isn't so sure. Michael showed up at an emergency room in Cape Cod. And one of the doctors there says that if he came up from 45 feet that fast, he should have had the bends, meaning his his body wouldn't have had time to deal with the pressure change. Well, what do we know about the pressure on the inside of a whale whale's gut? Stomach. Well, and I was asking the question about, like, stomach acid. Like, if you're in the body of a whale, aren't there things in there that are going to kill you? I don't know. I it's think possible he never made it past the mouth. And everything went black. And all I could feel was just muscle and skin all around me. Did I just get bit by a shark? Or no, it's not a shark. I'm in a whale's mouth. And then all of a sudden I saw light, white water everywhere. And all of a sudden I was thrown from his mouth. He was shaking his head, trying to eject me out of his mouth. Hmm. The, the medical report only mentioned some light bruising and nothing serious. I read in another report that he had a broken leg. Uh, but humpback whales, typically, this is incredibly rare. And usually if something like this happens, it, it happens by accident. Yeah. And they're just feeding like they're just feeding on fish. Mm-hmm. And if they pick up something foreign, they do have a tendency to spit them out. Sure. But makes sense. Yeah, there is a there is a doctor who is skeptical. All right. I have someone to play the Wheel of Meat, Jeff. Wheel it's, of Meat? It's Bob. Bob. Oh, all right. Bob is on line one. Hello, a brand Bob. New game. Hey. How are you, man? <laughs> Good. Good. So, listen, we're, we're celebrating Father's Day with a brand new game on the Jeff and Jen Morning Show, and we're calling it Wheel of Meat. Now, Bob, how did we get your number? 
Who do we know? He might not know. He has no idea what's going on. (laughs) So what happened was I received an email, Bob, from your wife, Julie. Julie said, my husband, Bob, is a wonderful dad to our two sons. He helps them both with many projects on their home, and he loves spending time with them and going golfing with them. His favorite meat, evidently, you are a big T-Bone fan. Absolutely. Julie said you like to prepare it by seasoning it or marinating it, and your family and friends are your favorite people to grill for. That's right. You're a big grill man, are you, Bob? Well, you know, I like the steak, and it's really good on the grill. Well, we have for you today, this is a very exciting contest. It's called the Wheel of Meat. We have a a wheel here that we're going to spin and it's going to land on a cut of meat. Could be any kind of meat. What kind of meats are on that wheel, Jeff? Well, you got your chuck, you got your shank, you got your rib, your short loin, tenderloin, sirloin, top sirloin, bottom sirloin, flank, round, rump. Yeah. <laughs> They're all good. Is all the T-bone good. on there, Jeff? Sure. <laughs> sure. So this is going to be very exciting as we spin the wheel and the wheel drops. The wheel stops, the meat drops, and then you find out. Just what meat you've won. How how much meat is he going to be winning from Kroger? $250 worth of meat, $250 worth of the meat. Yeah, he can spend it however he wants to, right? So I assume since, you know, T-Bone is your favorite, is that what you're looking for? Did you want to try something else? T-Bone sounds good. T-Bone. Let's spin the wheel of meat. And there are the different cuts of meat. <laughs> Spinning round and round. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's close. It's going to be close. We got a T-bone. Oh, look at that. Wow. Congratulations, Bob. That is incredible. That is incredible. First time out. Is this the weirdest call you've ever received, Bob? <laughs> uh no, no, it's not. It's Exactly not. not. <laughs> He's got two sons, Jen. Well, I'm sure I, re- I really love, I'd love to, to hear the story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to love it. Wow, great oh, job, fun. Happy Father's Day. Well, thank now, you. thank you very much. You are not required to cook your meat <laughs> on Father's Day. Somebody should be preparing that for you in celebration of you, but if you want to we you know we support you because we want you to have yeah, but a wonderful what if he's father's the only day one on that knows terms. how to grill the steak Jen. yeah exactly that's why i'm saying if you yeah. feel you must we support that well i'll do it but julie's pretty good at it too so uh oh that's I'll good to know her. all uh, right all right well hang on okay enjoy your Thank meat you. bob thanks for listening to the q102 jeff and jen morning show podcast brought to you by cvg airport fly healthy through cvg for more information go to cvg airport backslash fly healthy